Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Colter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. It's four o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Sentinel Billings West for all the double-A football marbles. A couple of state champions, a couple other state championship matchups, some NFL football, some NCAA basketball, and a whole lot of Masters as well. Happy Monday coming out of a very interesting, very busy sports weekend. Hope you are well. Thanks for being with us here this afternoon. We appreciate that very much. Thanks for letting us roll along with you. If you uh, would like to participate in the show, we welcome you here. 361-3688 is the phone number, area code 406 406- 
That's the whole state, people. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. You can also go ahead and text that phone line as well if you would like to so you can get to, get in and get to us that way. If you want to listen live and maybe you're not around your radio, not around your television, maybe it's just easier when you're at your office or at your house to do it via the World Wide Web, well, we can facilitate that as well. You go ahead and you get yourself online. You go to 1029ESPN.com and you listen to the stream. The stream is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can check in on the station live no matter where you are, what you're up to. Obviously, this show for 10 hours a week as well. The stream brought to us by our friends at Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. Here we go. This is what we got in the show today. We'll talk about Sentinel and Billings West winning their respective state semifinal games. They will meet up this Friday night in Billings. That's right. In Billings, people, their hosting will tell you why uh, here in just a moment. But Billings West is Sentinel, two undefeated teams, the two teams that clearly uh, separated themselves from the rest of the division across the board, certainly from their division on the respective sides of the Continental Divide, East and West. And these are the two best teams in the state, both undefeated, playing for uh, playing for a championship on Friday. So this is going to be great. We'll get into that. And also what happened in the semifinals. We'll get into some other football stuff as well. Laurel is a state champion. They were dumb and over Billing Central uh, at the uh, Class A level. We'll also get into uh, uh, what happened at the other classifications as well. Coulter will bring us his Treasure State Stars, give us a, a little round uh, around the state of the individual performances that were outstanding and stood out. We also will get into uh, our Student of the Week, Bailey Herman from Sims High School in, uh, in, in Sims, Montana, volleyball player there. And how about this? A scientific inventor. Yes, that is right. So we'll tell you, we'll, uh, we'll hear from her. Very cool. The NCAA contemplating and perhaps even uh, planning on going neutral site, one site for the entire NCAA March Madness tournament in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, so we will get uh, take a quick look at that. And yes, it was a uh, another NFL football weekend. The Seahawks, after having been 5 know have now been one in three in their last four uh and where we at with the seattle seahawks also where we at with the baltimore ravens thoughts have been very high on baltimore all season all of a sudden it isn't going that great they fall to a pathetic putrid rotting new england patriot team i only said that just out of spite not not (laughs) because i think it's actually true uh those words would apply to tonight's monday night football matchup as the bears and vikings play each other so there you go that is the show that we have for you this evening uh good to be with you coulter uh, we will get into Sentinel Billings West uh, here, in, or you know, in terms of the matchup. But just quickly, Sentinel a forty-two-seven win over Billings Senior. Uh, just another dominant win. This it was seven to seven at one point. Billings Senior scored a touchdown early to tie this thing up, and then Sentinel just did what they do and uh, scored thirty-five straight and slammed that door right shut and uh, moved on to the state championship game. A very competitive game in the other state semifinal mm-hmm. between Billings West and Bozeman, 24-17. The final uh, there, Taco Dollar, a 96-yard touchdown return in the waning minutes of that game to proved to be the difference. A special team score from uh, probably the most explosive player in the state of, of next year's class. As a junior, he's doing this, and yep. uh, he uh, he was the guy who made it happen for, for Billings West, and one of the reasons they are also 9-0 and 
going undefeated. So uh, we have a juicy matchup for the Class AA state championship. Yeah, no question. And uh, just to not bury the lead across the state, we also crowned our first two state football champions this last weekend. Uh, Laurel comes out on top 34 nothing in a dominant victory over rival Billings Central in the Class A state championship. And then Freud Lake, the very first championship in the history of their school. They used to be the Medicine Lake Honkers. What a name. (laughs) Stay tuned. We're going to learn more about Freud Lake. It's a big part of segment three. Colter's got some history to bring to us. I mean, Tom Wiley, so Tom Wiley's our our guy up in Great Falls. He's at Care TV up there in Great Falls, uh, uh, MTN Sports. And he's kind of the guy that gets sent to a lot of the outskirts places. And Mm -hmm. if you know Tom at all anyways, he's a very funny guy. And, uh, he was sending test tweets before the game on Saturday because he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm in Medicine Lake, Montana, and there's no cell phone service. Right. Can anyone read my tweet? Like, <laughs> Tom to Earth. <laughs> and, and then his second tweet says, I've been wanting to show this to you guys for more than an hour when I first pulled in, and it shows the gates into the Freud Lake Stadium, and it says, former home of the honkers. And it's just too good. It's just so quintessential <laughs> small town Montana. I love it. Um, but congratulations to the first two state champions. And uh, here we are in Montana. We've crowned cross country. We've um, now crowned a parastate football championships. Yep. Soccer. And we've crowned soccer across all classifications. Mm-hmm. And uh, so somehow, some way, we're getting, getting the done. prep sports. And you mentioned the NCAA. So the NCAA has approved that the men's basketball will be going to a central site. It's being leaked that it's likely going to be Indianapolis. The preliminary talks are for Indianapolis. No site has been determined. But there is a single site, central site, neutral site that that is approved. There's not going to be the multiple sites of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So we'll get into the pluses and minuses of that because I think it's definitely essential for its viability and survival this year. But that's also going to be a huge impact both – uh, socially, athletically, and economically for a lot of different places, especially in our neck of the woods. Like, places like Spokane hosts a tournament site most years, and I think it's a good boon for the city. They won't have that. We'll get to that a little later. But back to this uh, AA semifinals. I was at Missoula County Public Stadium Friday night, and uh, Sentinel got off to an okay start, and then Senior had a great drive, and Junior Bergen uh, hit Jackson Berkeley, who... Uh, by the way, is a very talented junior. I mean, he's all of – they list him at 6'5". I don't think he's quite 6'5", but he's close. Uh, he, he's a big, strong-looking He's receiver. also their kicker, is he not? He's also their kicker. Yeah, yeah, he hit the game-winning field goal in overtime to send him uh, to the to the semifinals, Billing mm-hmm. Senior, that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's 7-7, seven to seven, and you're thinking, okay, let's go. Sentinel's going to have a little bit of a, of a game here. And then I could not believe – we've talked so much about Sentinel's d- offense and their scoring margin. But to beat teams like they're beating them, it's all about the defense, man. They get so many turnovers. It's crazy. Three interceptions in this football Three game. Three interceptions in the first 20 minutes of this football mm-hmm. game, though. After that touchdown, it was interception, Donovan South, 61-yard touchdown. Interception, another quick touchdown. Interception, another quick score. And now you're sitting here, it's 28-7. to There's still five minutes to go in the second quarter. You're thinking... They're going to mercy rule Billing Senior, too. Right. And then it gets to 35-7, and then all of a sudden they got a running clock. They have a running clock now for the every single game this entire year. They've reached the running clock at least some point where they've had a 35-point lead at some point in the game. It's truly amazing. And so now here we are after another just dominant across-the-board victory on in every facet of the game. 
And Sentinel's going their first state championship game since 1984. It's the first appearance in a Class AA state title game by any AA school in the city of Missoula since 1994. And it gives Sentinel their first opportunity to win a Class AA state championship since 1972. So um, history... They're knocking on the door of history. The, the, this group of Spartans is. Well, the expectations have been high uh, all season long, but I think it is absolutely worth taking note, uh, making it to a state championship game. Just because the scores haven't been close and the expectations have been basically met. I mean, they've certainly been met, if not surpassed. But it's easy to forget this is just making it to the state championship game. This hasn't been. This hasn't happened for the Sentinel Spartans in a very, very long time. They've made it to the state semifinal three of the last four years, but the last two times they were in it, they lost that football game. And so the fact that they won, won in dominant fashion on Friday night and find themselves in the state championship game, which is where they expect to be. I know that they have, you know, that they have championship aspirations, obviously, to uh, to win this game on Friday. But the, uh, you know, in terms of the history of the school, this is already one of the great accomplishments in, in, in Sentinel High School football history. So congratulations to the Spartans on making it. On the other side, Billings West, uh, they have had an outstanding, you know, a perfect season, 9-0. Uh, it has been with a little bit more resistance than with what Sentinel has gone through. They had uh, a tie ball game, 17-17 late in this one before, as we mentioned, Taco Dollar's 96-yard kick return for a touchdown uh, that proved to be sort of the decisive game-winning score. But they also uh, have... have you know, I think they had a 23-19 victory earlier in this season. That may have also been against Bozeman. I can't recall. Maybe it was Billing Senior. Yeah, no, it was 23-19 against Bozeman. Okay, and and so and they and they I think had another at least one other one score roughly one score football game on their season. They've also dominated some teams certainly, uh, and and I think you know probably the East ultimately is maybe a little bit stronger than the West when you talk about teams, you know, two through two through three and four. Uh, but, I mean, Glacier proved to be very good. Helena High certainly very good. So uh, it's it's been a great season, though, for Billings West. And I wonder if this Friday in the state championship game, Billings West having played in games that they had to find a way yep. to win, knowing what it is to play in a close football game, and if that is going to be something that, that – you know, will be to their benefit. I'll put it like this. If the game is close and can stay close, it certainly will be to their benefit to have done that. Uh, but it's it's amazing that a 9-0 and football team can come in and, frankly, even at home, be such a decisive underdog. Now, we should clarify, this game is in Billings. Yep, Dale Stadium. It is in Billings through no this is a this is a neutral not a neutral site this was decided that it would be the eastern team that would host this year going way back it alternates every year the well it's usually a host site in double a but they decided that before the year because of the pandemic so it was going to go to the east and billings billings west is the team that won it and so they are hosting the football game and that's just what it is so this isn't about them having somehow won some kind of tie break or anything like that. This was just like a rule that was implemented for this season because of the, the the way that this year was setting up. And obviously that is a significant part when you're talking about the furthest game that Sentinel could possibly find to play against another double-A team is going all the way to Billings. But even with all that, Sentinel will be the decided favorite going into this football game. And that is remarkable to say, given the fact that both teams are undefeated. Yeah, but really thinking about this a lot over the weekend because I think that 
Sentinel, the way that their roster is constructed, the circumstances that fell in their favor, both from conscious decisions made by individual athletes, as well as just some other uh, things coalescing and coming together, I, I think that they have they have more headliner type players than we've ever seen in the state of Montana. Who's the guys that get the stories written about them? I mean, like when you're reading a newspaper recap, because there's a space limit, it's very unlikely that the line play is going to be heavily analyzed. Mm -hmm. It's almost always going to be the guys that score all the touchdowns. When you're writing on a Friday night deadline as a newspaper guy, you're you're pounding out Donovan South scored three touchdowns to help live, you know, Missoula Sentinel over Billing Senior on Friday night. That's I mean, you're getting the touchdown scorers in there, and Sentinel has more headline making touchdown scorers than we've ever seen in a, for a team in the state of Montana. But what I've been thinking about is how Sentinel certainly has a talent advantage over everybody that they play. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a Montana high school football team that has as many as six, maybe even seven, Division I caliber guys on their roster. But I think that that element has completely and utterly overshadowed the thing that we love about youth sports more than anything, the coming together of young people. The, 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 we always talk about that it factor, the, the refusal to lose, the chemistry that it takes mm-hmm. to be all for one, one for all, the selling out for your, the guy you're playing next to, that ultimate team chemistry, the selflessness that you strive for in teams. And oftentimes when teams have a little bit less talent, we overplay that element of it. But I think that element of it has been completely underplayed. Geno Leonard's going to the Grizzlies to play middle linebacker. It's not because of his talent. It's because of his heart. Do you know what I mean? Like right. all these guys to 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 have transfers from not only all over the state but from all over the the northwestern United States and come together and not have there be any sort of animosity between that. To have every guy buy into the fact that their numbers are going to be significantly dissipated because you're blowing teams out at such a high rate, you're not going to play the full four quarters. You're never going to get 10 targets on the perimeter. You're never going to get 25 carries as a running back. You're never even going to get to play consecutive series as the quarterback, even though both their quarterbacks are probably all-state guys. To get that to all come together and have no hiccups whatsoever, none, no pieces where Sentinel was knocked off the rails or they had to you know, come together and figure out how to fight to win this game. No, it's been completely and utterly flawless. And I think that it's the, the, the narrative that they have all this talent is justified, but we're, we're missing the part of how special the team is how special the culture that Dane Oliver has built. He says it every week in his interviews. These guys prepare better than any team I've ever coached. These guys bought into the process more than any team I've ever coached. And that's what makes them so special. So I hope people don't lose the fact that this Sentinel team, they deserve all the credit in the world, not just because of their headliners, but because of all the dudes on that team. Every single dude on that team is ready to roll at all times, and it makes them spectacular. And then you talk about the matchup with Billings West, though. Talk about talent. They're the only team in the state that has pure talent to Sentinel. They don't have quite as much because they don't have quite as they don't have the, this two-headed monster like Sentinel has with Dayton Bay and Camden Sermon at quarterback, which I think is just a nightmare for other teams to game plan against. I mean, Camden Sermon is one of the great athletes in the state, period. He could take a put his foot in the ground and rip off a 50-yard touchdown. He does it almost every week. And then Dayton Bay, he can just throw that back shoulder. And so to prepare for both is so hard. But you look at what West has got. They got a pair of Division One defensive ends in Paul Brott and Neil Daly. Both of them are committed to Montana State. That's going to be the first time that Sentinel's seen anything like that. Yeah, 
because Sentinel didn't get didn't have to play Bozeman this year, so they did not have to face Dil, uh, Kenneth Hyden. You know, Dylan Rollins, the big Sentinel lineman, this will be his toughest test. He's going to have to go against guys that are also Division One recruits for the first time right. all year. Yeah. Then you look at what else West has got. They got the Dowler twins, Taco and Scott Dowler. Or Taco, excuse me, Scott is a former athlete. Taco and Caden Dowler. These two kids as juniors, lightning in a bottle. I mean. There's a lot of really good skill players in Montana this year. Taco Dowler, this is the best way I could describe him. He's the only one when he watches highlights and makes you laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. He's so short and small and fast. It's just insane. His jukes, I mean, the kicker turn, he looks like Noel Devine or something like that. I mean, he looks like Tavon Austin from back in the West Virginia days. He's that explosive. And so this is going to be the first team... Sentinel's going to have an athletic advantage over everybody they play. But this is going to be the first team that can sort of match wits with them in that element. But they also have a couple areas where they might actually be able to provide mismatches for Sentinel, too. So I think this is a very intriguing matchup in Billings on Friday. Stu Tell Nuanas, 10290 ESPN Radio. Uh, we will talk more about this matchup. we got some interviews coming up with you uh, throughout the course of the week regarding this football game. So we're excited to bring all that to you. It's a great time of year, and obviously, particularly this year, very grateful to uh, be on the on the uh, cusp of a state championship game at the AA level. We will get into what happened at the other levels. A couple of state champions, as we alluded to, as well as a couple of other state championship matchups now set coming out of semifinal weekends. We'll get to all of that right after this. It's Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hey, sports, they're back. And they are on at the Silver Slipper. The Silver Slipper has 55 televisions. You can watch everything and anything you want. NFL, college football, whatever you are into, they will have it on for you at the Silver Slipper. They have drink specials every single day. 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and yes, pizza, Tarantino's most specifically. There is nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and their urge to have a good time. And by the way, the card room is back and open with games nightly at 7 o'clock. Call or text 333-1500-333-1500 or visit online at MissoulaPoker.com for more information and see today why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best kept secrets. They are Right there next to the Country Club on Brooks as you're headed south out of town or maybe as you're headed north into town from the Bitterroot. Either way, you go right there and have yourself a fine meal, a drink, and uh, enjoy some games as well. Check them out on Facebook for their daily drink specials. The Silver Slipper on Brooks. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Howdy, how do? It is to tell on the one is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state. Outstanding to be with all of you. Thanks for uh, letting us ride along with you, Coulter. Before we get into uh, the rest of the football around the state and our prep extra segment, I just have a couple of items that I think uh, warrant our attention. I have, an, I have a little uh, secondary point I'd like to make as well. So oh, go, boy. You go ahead. Okay, okay. So here we go. Um, first of all, 
you know, I want this, you know, we try and do a positive show around here. We want, you know, we want to be uplifting and happy and all that without having our heads in the sands about the reality. And this, I think it is worth pointing out. This is supposed to be Cat Grizz football week. Yeah. This Saturday, this coming Saturday should be the the latest installment of the rivalry and my goodness my gracious what kinds of conversations would be ha- we'd be having this week if we were leading up to to this yet again yeah. with what with what might have been what what these teams could have been and maybe should have been in this this past season and you know I'm not tr- I'm not, I'm trying to live with what is and not with what isn't but there are times where you just got to go wow okay here we are in the middle of November state championship football and no brawl of the wild well here's where I've transitioned in in my mind though injuries are absolutely a part of sports I think that injuries at this could be a proximity bias, but I do think that injuries at the two Montana schools for football are perhaps more detrimental than any other injuries that are incurred by almost anyone else in all of college football. And that's because, because of the prestige and prominence of the programs combined with the fact that the fan bases grow to love the athletes at such a high level that I think you have guys that are, A, much more talented than than this level of football that land at these two schools, B, develop at even more rapid rate because both programs are so great, and C, perform at even superior levels to their own abilities when they're playing at home or in the rivalry game because the passion for football is so tremendous. The Cackers is always awesome. But even just the last couple years, we've seen injuries be a part of a huge part of the narrative Dalton Sneed could hardly run last year that was a huge part of the narrative Troy Anderson didn't play that was also a huge part of the mm-hmm. narrative in the game a year ago Sammy Kim was not available it was so unfortunate that the, the guys that are supposed to be the absolute headliners in this game some of them did play like Isaiah Fonse Samari Torre but neither one of those guys were full speed either what I'm getting at is what I've transitioned to my mind is I just, I truly think that no football of consequence will be played until September of 2021. No need to debate it. That's just my personal feeling on this. If and when that happens, though, I think the football that we could be seen played will be football with the highest caliber of physical conditioning, the highest caliber of athletic development, and the least number of excuses that stem from injury that we've ever seen at the Big Sky Conference level, particularly in the state of Montana. Well. I, if, I, I hope that that happens, and I hope that that is true. Uh, the other thing, if I could have just a personal uh, like dinner with one athlete as a matter of enjoyment of the context and the meal and so forth, not because of the necessarily okay. prestige. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this is who it would be, but it very well might be David Bakhtiari. Okay. Now, David is Bakhtiari... Is going to chug beer? Uh as we know, uh, will get the crowd at Bucks games going with uh, hydrating himself with a thirty-two dollar <laughs> tall boy of uh, well, certainly got to be Miller, right? It's got to be yeah. Miller Light. Yes, got to drink the hometown brew. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, who he's sitting with at those games, but his uh, now fiance, perhaps now wife, even uh, 
let's just say all the offensive linemen are standing up and cheering and they're proud of their of their oh. guy David Bakhtiari. See, see now we're uh, going on this. There's nothing that makes me more happy than when offensive linemen have beautiful lives. Too good. He did good. And I got to say this, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds. David Bakhtiari himself Beautiful eyes. I mean, great <laughs> eyes, David Bakhti. And hair, for that matter. I mean, got the flow going, got the locks. Uh, anyway, uh, my man David Bakhtiari, Saturday. Yeah. Contract extension. Mm. Would you like to take a stab? Well, how old is he? He's he's he's, he's got to be thirty. Oh, I don't I don't know. I think he's I think he's under thirty. Twenty nine. Okay. He's twenty nine years old. Okay. Don't um, look it up now. So okay, so I, I'm gonna, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get all the metrics here. Well, how what was the length of the contract? Well, that's part of what you got. Okay, I, I, I'm saying he was signed to a. I'm gonna go five year, hundred and ten million dollar contract. Four year. Okay, so I'm gonna say eighty five. One oh five five. Woo. Woo! My man David Bakhtiari, he's buying me dinner. Okay, let's start there and. Uh, you know what? Good for him. Congratulations. Big game. What do you get guaranteed? What's the signing bonus? So the si- signing plus? bonus is 30. Woo. Uh, he is due. Uh, what, well, let's see. Um, it's, the, the total cash flow amount is $37 million a year in the first year and 64 and a half in the first three. Uh, and so he's he's uh, he's that's after the thirty million dollars signing bonus, by the way. So uh, he's he's doing all right. As I understand this, the base value of the deal is one hundred and three point five million, and there's two million dollars in incentives. So this is like almost an entirely guaranteed contract uh, in terms of of that side of it. As we know, nothing's guaranteed in football. But uh, congratulations to David Bakhtiari, and and uh, for whatever the Packers don't do in the draft and in free agency, they do keep the people they like happy uh, in that respect. And they certainly have. And this got to make Aaron Rodgers very happy, too. Best offensive lineman on a team. I mean, why did Green Bay go 13-3 and three last year? Not the defense. Nope. Not Aaron Rodgers. Nope. They ran the football behind they, a great offensive they, line. They one of the best offensive lines they in football, they man. Did. And he's they the did. Best, and he's the best one. He he's, to me... That's I, I would I would give hundred million dollar contracts to David Bakhtiari all day before I give a hundred million dollars to guys like Kirk Cousins and Teddy Bridgewater and stuff. Well, like all they're doing is sinking your ship. Give it to the big boys. No, no argument. Give me two hundred million dollar offensive lineman. I bet you it doesn't matter who you put back there at quarterback. It's time for a prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Hey, call Farmer State Bank to ask about their low interest, low cost holiday loan. It's cheaper than a credit card. Okay, everybody over here run charging cards for the holidays? Well, don't. Get a, get a loan. Keep your interest way, way down. Pay that thing off. Terms, OAC. It's at the Farmers State Bank. Coulter, uh, this weekend, uh, we talked a lot about the double. Oh, you want to make I, one I wanna, more? I wanna yeah, make, yeah, yeah, go I ahead. Just, I just want to make one more point about this Sentinel-Billings-West game, just on the Billings-West side of things. First of all, tease for later on this week. We'll let you know more specifically when. But Rob Stanton, head coach at Billings-West, is going to join us uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Uh, t- two points here about Billings West. First of all, Billings West won the state championship in 2018, so just two years ago, and then Bozeman beat Butte uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a resurrection of the Billings West program that was so great under Paul Claybo. And so we can discuss this part later, but I do. Uh, this is a discussion point for later on in the week after we get some more information from the coaches and things like that. But I do think that they're the number one dynamic – 
that there's two. Di- I think there's only two dynamics facing against Missoula Sentinel. I think Missoula Sentinel is the overwhelming favorites going into the state championship game. I think they're a team of destiny that has talent, chemistry, coaching, culture, all the things you want on a team. But the fact that they have to drive 375 miles to Billings right. and go on the road, even though they earned the right to host because of things outside of their control, that could just be the next obstacle in what's been a crazy year. And Dane Oliver talked about that on our show last week. He said, hey, we might not have had very many tangible obstacles on the field on Friday night, but these young men have gone through a ton. They're not even going to high school. Like, they're going to high school twice a week. That in itself is a crazy obstacle. Like you don't even get to have a normal life as a teenager. That's, that's a, a tough obstacle that you have to deal with every day. But the other thing I think that could be uh, an obstacle is that this bu- group of Billings West kids has been here before. Mm. Some of the guys that are on this team that are seniors, they were talented sophomores a couple years back. And Rob Stanton's coached in this game before. Dana Oliver's not. So we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that factor a little bit more. But I think it's worth acknowledging, though, I've talked a lot on this show about there was like this infiltration of awesome high school coaches into the state of Montana in the 80s and early 90s. I think a part of that was when Montana was seen just a little bit of a population boom because people were realizing this is a great place to live, a great place to raise your family. I think it also had to do a lot with the two college football programs in the state garnering prestige for the state of Montana. And so then all of a sudden, more people that were going to school at the universities were staying. The Cats 1984 National Championship, the Grizz 1995 National Championship, I think they had an influence on a bunch of football-minded people wanting to be in the state of Montana. Mm. Whether they were from here or played college football here and stayed, whatever. You saw all these great head coaches and then these great coaching staffs filled with all sorts of ex-college athletes fill the ranks of Montana. Well, then there was like everything in life, it it comes in waves, right? But there was this massive retirement of coaches. It was Mm. only over the span of about four years when Jack Johnson at CMR retires, uh, Ron Lebsock at Billings Skyview, um, Gary Eckergan retires at Missoula Big Sky. That was a little bit earlier because Coach Eck got sick and then unfortunately tragically passed away. But... You know, Scott King in Malta, Terry Thomas and Dillon, you know, on down the line, you had about 10. If you were looking at the all-time leading coaches and wins in Montana history, you, you got to say Don Schillinger out in, in Baker, too. I mean, he's the all-time leading winner. That's right. All those guys stepped away from the game in the span of, of, of half a dozen years. And it was sort of a changing of the guard. You see Bozeman rise as one of the premier AA programs. You see Grady Bennett become sort of the one of the dons of, of coaching in Uh, the high school football ranks. But of the programs that were so dominant in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, very few of them have returned to where they were. Dillon has an entrenched culture that was so much more than about just Terry Thomas. So they've been able to continue to have success, although it's not the same success as they had when they won, what, six out of of 14 years they won the state title. But... On the AA rank specifically, CMR has never gotten back on track. Helena Capital's never been nearly as good, uh, you know, since since um, they moved on. And it's so tough to replace a legend. It's so tough to to have the success. How could you ever measure up to Jack Johnson at CMR? I mean, he won 13 state championships. That's never happening again. Mm-hmm. But Rob Stanton deserves so much credit for that because Paul Claybo was one of the only coaches that could break through what was the hierarchy in Class AA for so long when he built West into a power in the late 90s and early 2000s, and then he kept it rolling, and Billings West was in the state championship nine times in the span of about 17 years. Well, then when Coach Claybo retired, they went from first to worst. They didn't win a game 
Wilson Bratz's senior year, right before he walked on to the Cats, they were over. Well, now he's got a back rolling, and they won a state championship two years ago, and they're back in a state title. Now, people can say, hey, West has more kids than most other schools. It's not that easy. If it was just about enrollment, Bozeman would be the 25-time state champion. It's not how it goes. you got to have coaches and talent, and you got to right. have culture. So Rob Stanton deserves a ton of credit for that. It would be so interesting to see how Dane Oliver's new-age, fresh culture at Missoula Sentinel clashes with this old-school culture of Billings West. Well, it'll be, a, it'll be a fun game on Friday night, to be sure. Other classifications around the state did have a championship this past weekend, most notably in Class A, where Laurel absolutely dominant over Billings Central, a rivalry game. Two teams, you know, obviously very close to each other, Laurel and Billings, you know, just near neighbors of one another. This game was at Billings Central, and Laurel rolled up the host 34-0. Eli Abbey, Outstanding performance once again uh, uh, for Laurel. Uh, obviously, uh, a Montana State commit there out of Laurel. Also, this is so interesting to me because, you know, we, we, we looked at this game. We got, okay, you know, the, the two best teams, you know, playing each other. But if you go back a week ago, Laurel went all the way to Hamilton, okay, across the state of Montana, yep. and played and won in a very, very good football game. Now, in Laurel's credit, they were up early, and Hamilton had to come back, and they came back, but not all the way. They ended up losing by a touchdown 28-21. But if you look at that game, Hamilton being the number one seed, having a lot of expectations, and I think a lot of people went, man, I can't believe you know it happened to Hamilton in the semifinals again where they, they, they couldn't break through. That said, this performance by Laurel, to me, cements the idea that, man, that that semifinal game between Laurel and Hamilton, that may have been the one that was really for all the marbles. Maybe that was the game that had the two best teams playing in it, playing to you know a very, very close and competitive game. And give Laurel all the credit. I mean, they had to drive 400 miles mm-hmm. to play that football game. You know they're they're the ones and they won it and they they and they were the better team there and they were obviously the better team here. They are deservedly the Class A champions. But I also it made me think a little bit about the semifinals and what we really saw. It's sort of you don't know it maybe till it's over and after about particularly that Laurel Hamilton game. But I'll tell you what, Laurel, the class of A, class of Class A. Uh, once again, congratulations to the locomotives for their state championship. Yeah, I mean, a, a state title run filled with retribution because, first of all, you get a rematch against your rival, which gave you your only regular season loss uh, during the regular. Uh, I guess the game was in Laurel, so then you got to play the state championship in Billings because of that loss. So you avenge that loss. It's your rival. Billings Central owned uh, entering this game. Billings Central owned a fifty-six to seventeen advantage in that rivalry over the last 75 years. 56 to 17. So Billing Central has utterly owned it. Last year when Laurel beat Billing Central, it was this landmark moment and Billing Central talked leading up to this game, leading up to the regular season matchup, hey, ain't gonna happen again, we're gonna get them back and they proved it but now Laurel wins the rubber match and it earns them retribution from last year's state championship game, lost to Miles City and gives Laurel their first state championship in 18 years so uh hard fought well earned and uh laurel also seemed like one of those just teams that was on a mission this year so to cap it like they did impressive for the locomotives in class b they're on the same schedule as class double a manhattan uh hammered glasgow in the uh, first semifinal, 43 16 they're going to host a state title game now in this day and age Coulter, where all we see is scoring and touchdowns and uh, spread offenses and everything florence and fairfield in their state semifinal, at the end of regulation, 
Zero, zero. Couldn't even believe my eyes. Zero, zero to score at the end of the They went to overtime. Nobody scored a point in, in, in you know, what is 48 minutes of football, whatever you got. So uh, pretty remarkable. Tell the people what transpired in this overtime here, Coulter. Well, they go to OT and then Florence, or excuse me, Fairfield scores and gets a two-point conversion and then Florence scores and then the two-point... So, two point so no, let, now, let's start here. Fairfield's... Can't, no, no, can't score for the entirety of the game either side. Then they go into the overtime. Fairfield gets the ball, scores a touchdown, and converts the two-point conversion, only to give Florence the ball back, and they go and score for the first time in the game, with, which they have to have, scoring a touchdown. And then they obviously have to go for two as well. They do, and then the pass is intercepted, mm. and so the game is over, and... A disheartening end to the season for Florence, to be sure, because they only had the overtime loss to Manhattan the second game of the year, and then they got red hot, but then they had their season derailed at the end out of nothing of their control. They were supposed to play Red Lodge at Bobcat Stadium. That game got called off because of coronavirus. They are supposed right. to play their rival game in Loyola. That game couldn't happen either. And so they were. then they were rusty in the first round of the playoffs, committed a bunch of penalties, but they were able to get the win. Then they had probably their best win of the whole year by routing Townsend to get to this point. And then they have this hard-fought game where I don't think that Pat Duchesne's crew ever expected to be in a game like this because they run this fancy spread. I think Pat Duchesne Jr., the quarterback, is one of the, the more developed young quarterbacks I've seen in the state. they got offensive weapons everywhere. They throw it all over the place. And then all of a sudden... It's zero zero. But talk about I mean I, I Patrick Shane will join us tomorrow head coach Patrick Shane, Patrick Shane Senior will join us tomorrow on the coach's corner. And when I was set up the interview, he's like, Man, I just think I should send my defensive coordinator. He's like, I, th- <laughs> I think he's the one that gets all the credit. Who 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 pitches a shutout for forty eight minutes in high school football right. anymore? Yeah, well what what a game and uh certainly a moment to acknowledge what a great season for the Florence Falcons. I mean, Florence has not traditionally been, again, a power of the class B level. They have, since Pat Duchesne took over as the head coach four years ago, uh, been building this thing. But they took... They didn't take an incremental step. They took a massive step forward this season. And to be, you know, I mean, right there, I mean, 8-6 in overtime for crying out loud away from being in the state championship game, tremendous on the part of the Florence Falcons and a ton to be proud of down the Bitterroot. So congratulations to them on a a phenomenal season. And they only lose seven seniors from that team. Mm -hmm. And those guys obviously deserve a ton of credit because a lot of those guys were three and even four-year varsity players. Right. But they do return Pat Duchesne Jr. at quarterback. Blake Shoup, I think, is going to be a a big-sky conference-level prospect at wide receiver. And they have a bunch of other really talented players as well. And this sets up a pretty interesting matchup in the Class B state title game because you have Manhattan, who's had so much success over the years but has never actually won a Class B state title. They played for one a year ago, and they lost 20-6 to to Eureka. And now they're back in and they're hosting and they are absolutely the number one team, the favorite in this game. But they're playing a team that has had as much success and tradition over the last 15 or 20 years as anybody in Fairfield. Fairfield was the runner-up in Class B five times in the span of uh, six years between 2005 and 2010. And they won their first state title 2011. And since then, they've won two more, 2015 and 2018. Les Meyer, he's one of the best coaches in the state. His son, Ryder Meyer, he plays here for the Grizzlies. He's been on this show before. But they're a team that has a lot of recent success as well. So it's a game where Manhattan can avenge its state championship loss from a year ago, whereas then Fairfield is looking to kind of establish themselves alongside Eureka as the the preeminent power in Class B. 
Uh, quickly in Class C, Class C eight man is set. Uh, Flint Creek Co-op, that's the Drummond Phillipsburg Co-op. They ripped Fort Benton. Surprise of the weekend. Fort yeah. Benton was undefeated. 48-14 dominated Fort Benton in that game, and they will play Scobie in the championship game. Scobie beat Shelby 44-28. This is interesting historically. Scobie won the first two state title, well, I guess the second two state titles of the of the aughts, 2001 and 2002. Right. Drummond won the next three, and then they won again in 07 and 09, so what, you know, a couple of years. Then there was a space where no neither of these teams were really doing it, and then Drummond won again recently in 17 and 18, so Scobie has not won since 2002. Two. Drummond has won seven titles since that time, yep. and now they're going to play each other in the state championship game. Yeah, well, our our joke back in the day uh, when, because I remember distinctly when Drummond was first going on this run when they had Chase Reynolds yep. and a couple of the Big Dell boys. They were beating teams so bad that that's where the running clock rule was implemented. I mean, Chase Reynolds' senior year. I'm pretty sure Drummond outscored teams something like 800 to 20 or something like that. They gave up like two or three touchdowns only in garbage time. The fact that Chase Reynolds is on any sort of record book in the state of Montana is amazing because if you ever went and covered Drummond, it would be Chase Reynolds, six carries for 240 yards and six touchdowns in the first half, and then he'd be standing over the sidelines without his pads on the whole second half. Playing on an 80-yard field to rush for as many yards as he did is just—it's not possible. Right. But he also—he literally scored almost every time he touched the ball. I mean, you can imagine the guy got drafted in the NFL. He's playing Class C eight-man in Montana. Yeah. Pretty uh, superior athlete. But we used to always joke that uh, when they stopped winning state championships in 2009, it's just because Joe Bignell stopped having kids. <laughs> I mean, Joe McDill had six sons that played for Drummond, and four of them went Division One. And so you're just kind of like, huh, who's the best player on Drummond? Mm, I bet you it's a big nil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, no, but um, since Mike Keller took over, since they did the co-op with Phillipsburg, yeah. that's been a good move because Jim Overreiser was so hard to replace when he was the coach when it was just Drummond. But then they have this co-op with Phillipsburg. Mike Keller takes over, and, and that's been a great marriage, a great partnership. And now Mike Keller has his son, Cade Keller, as the best player on that team. And Cade Keller had himself a day against Fort Benton, and that helps Flint Creek get into the state championship and like you said I uh, guess they they're looking for their third state championship in four years since that co-op was formed and lastly a big congratulations to Freud Lake who you're going to hear about a little bit more in the next segment but they are the class C six-man champions they beat White Sulphur Springs over the weekend so uh, Freud Lake and uh, and Laurel your two now crowned state champions at the Class C six-man and Class A levels, respectively. There you go. That is our Prep Extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Again, go in and talk to them about a low-interest, low-cost holiday loan. Don't run up your credit card this holiday season, okay? Ask for a loan from the Farmers State Bank. It's much cheaper than your credit card. You can get it from them. Get yourself set up for, uh, for the holiday season. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Quick break on the other side. Treasure State Stars. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. If you like to gamble, I'll tell you how to 
Do I look like I'm being too casual? My <laughs> legs propped I mean, up I don't on know, a dude. stool. You, you're, you are... Hat on. You you are the barometer of cool oh. to me. Wow. Because, not that you're the coolest, right. but I've always told myself, <laughs> will I actually be wearing like non-dad clothes and hats when I'm 40 and a dad. Yeah. And you are, and it's okay. So it's a very, uh, it's a very uh, apt and accurate barometer of cool. Well, very good. You know, I appreciate that. It doesn't change the fact that the, uh, you know, the powers that be at SWX television are just demoralized that this is what they've allowed on their television sets. <laughs> Just tell your foot's falling off. Cheers to all of you. Thank you for letting me rest and relax while I work my profession. Very blue collar. <laughs> it is time for our Treasure State Stars, Coulter. And uh, in a weekend that was full of state championships and state semifinals, there was a lot to pick from. But let's start with some, uh, some state champions around the state. Treasure State Star number one. Kudos to Greg Rockach from the Billings Gazette. He wrote a g- great game story. I've been loving reading the newspaper, man. I've always, I mean, obviously, I've loved reading the newspaper. It's one of my favorite pastimes, but I've been loving reading the sports section mm-hmm. this time of year because it's diving in. And I, I know that we, you know, whatever, we're all competition. It's Montana. We're all together in this. So <laughs> I, I love that those guys are doing it right. Kudos to all the guys at 406 MT Sports because they've been yep. writing great stuff, good coverage. But Greg Rockach, who's a proud Billings Central alum. He was the guy on the beat for Central this year, and he covered the state championship game at Central. Or a great game story about Laurel, but he said... I mean, my biggest my biggest disappointment about not having a, uh, uh, you know, a, a Big Sky Media Days for football in Spokane this summer <laughs> was, uh, you know, a night number one bending at the elbow with Greg Rockach somewhere in downtown sure. Spokane, I mean, you know? Of great people to enjoy um, sassafras and uh, sarsaparillas. A little Sioux City sarsaparillas. Sure. <laughs> a little lemonade. But he had, he had a great opening scene. Uh, Laurel head coach Mike Ludwig calls his team together, and they're going through everything. He says, congratulations, everybody. And he says, where's Jack Waddell? And Waddell raises his hand and says, I'm right here, coach. He says, thank God you transferred to Laurel. <laughs> so anybody that doesn't know the story, Livingston, Park County High School, they decided to not have football this year. Mm-hmm. And so they had some guys that were, quote, unquote, free agents. And the one that was able to make the move was Jack Waddell, and he's been huge for the locomotives. He became Eli Abbey's go-to receiver. Eli Abbey is, is a big, strong kid who's probably going to play defense at Montana State. He's built just like a linebacker or a safety. He was great in the zone read, but he needed that target to loosen up the run game a little bit. And Waddell was that guy, and he proved it all the way on Saturday. He caught three touchdowns. Or excuse me, he scored three touchdowns, caught two 30-plus-yard touchdowns, and also had a 62-yard rushing touchdown as well. So he scored a little more than half the points in Laurel's 34-0 win over Billing Central. So he's Treasure State star number one. Outstanding. Congratulations to Jack Waddell. Get that finger fitted for that ring. We go to the Class C six-man. Coulter, there are not a lot of people to pick from, so let's pick them all. That's right. So we're going the entire Freud Lake team. (laughs) There's only six of them. Well, here's a little history on Freud Lake, man. So Freud Lake, it used to just be Medicine Lake before they had to have a little bit of a co-op up there to keep football alive. But Freud Lake entered this fall merely trying to end a 14-year playoff drought, and uh, they ended up going 10-0, and which is pretty huge, and they ended up um, beating the number one team in the state for the state championship in White Sulphur Springs. But at, at, in, in 1952, they used to be called the Medicine Lake Honkers, and they lost the state C six-man championship back then, 45-12 to Twin Bridges. 33 years passed before the Honkers returned to that stage. They lost the 1985 eight-man title, 24-16 to Terry, 
And uh, Ford Lake, or excuse me, Ford Boys played for the Medicine Lake football team for many years before the team name actually included that. So Ford Lake reached the eight-man championship in 2000, where it lost to Weibo 36-32 before it was actually called Freud Lake. Then 2004, they became a co-op, and one year later, they again lost to Weibo. So they've been to the playoffs multiple times. They've been to the state championship, but have never actually broken through. First of all, the most amazing part about this is there's very few communities in Montana that have just been straight six-man since 1952. It's either a town that has dwindled in population or surged in population. How amazing is that, that they've just had this small of a population where they've just had this one little high school with just a, consistent with a all pretty the way steady through. population yeah. for almost 70 years? That's amazing yeah. to me. <laughs> my, brother keeps te- my brother keeps texting me... Um, pictures of class C volleyball and he's like how are there 15 teenage girls in every class C town in Montana how is right. this possible where do they keep coming from how do you get a <laughs> renewal of of high school sports I don't know but uh, anyways Freud Lake senior Colt Miller after the game he said I can't even describe it no one thought we were going to make it this far we set a standard from the first game on to get it done to represent all the teams before us that didn't get it done it's just amazing so very cool for that town and like I told you at the beginning of the show I mean, the Medicine Lake Honkers has to be one of the great names in the history of high school sports. Remarkable. Remarkable. Congratulations to them. Coulter for uh, Treasure State star number three. We jump up, jump up to the Class AA level in a pending matchup in the state championship game. Yeah, Drew Klump is number three, our Treasure State stars. He's a defensive back in Missoula Sentinel. He had not one but two interceptions early in the game, and Sentinel was able to convert both of those into scores, and they were off for the races. They had a sizable and uh, pretty comfortable lead against Billings Senior before the game was even 20 minutes old, and then they cruised to a 42-7 win. So Sentinel into their first state championship game since 1984, gunning for their first state title since 1972, and the first appearance in a Class AA state championship by any AA team in Missoula since 1994. When you are responsible uh, very, you know, very directly for putting your team through to the state championship game, thanks to a 96-yard touchdown return, you're going to be a Treasure State star. That's just the rule. Taco Dowler from Billings West. He's the leader in the clubhouse now. We had a couple guys that had been on this list three times throughout the 11-week football season, but now Taco Dowler, he's on here for a fourth time, including second week in a row. Mm-hmm. The, kid, the kid is lightning in a bottle, man. He's he's unbelievable, his highlights. I, I can't really remember a kid that compares to him. He's, he's not that straight line fast. He's so quick, though, but it's his field vision. He'll beat you to the angle at every single time. Like two weeks ago, he had a 99-yard. They threw a screen pass on the one-yard. thing. He, he sticks his foot in the ground, makes three cuts, and he's gone. 99-yard screen pass. He had four catches for 220 yards and four touchdowns last week. And then this week with the game on the line, dwindling down in the fourth quarter, he, he hits it again, and the it's a beautiful kick return. Go on Twitter. Go on online. It's available all over the Internet. But it is textbook in the way he sets up his blocks. This will make sense to you. His ability to accelerate, decelerate, and accelerate again mm-hmm. is second to none. He doesn't. He's again. He's fast, but he's not. You know, he's not like Chris Wilson fast from back in the day, or you know, Tough Harris fast. He's just pretty standard Montana fast. But his ability to accelerate, decelerate, and accelerate again, second to none. Taco Dollar. He got offered the day after by Montana State. The day after the ninety-six yard kicker turn. I was kicking around some texts, and one of the, one of the guys that I know that was, that's in the know said, "Hey." After you do something like that, all you got to do is just say, choke, offer him, and they did. So I expect <laughs> offers to be coming both the Dowler Twins way uh, from Montana here pretty soon as well. But the first offerees from the junior class in the state of Montana, the Dowler brothers from Billings West, Taco Dowler, our Treasure State star number four. 
And finally, number five, the Class B level and the lowest scoring game that we've seen in a very long time, an 8-6 win by Fairfield to go through to the state championship game in Class B. It's a heartbreaker for Florence, but uh, an end to an epic season, one of the best seasons in their program's history. But Fairfield, Miguel Perez was the man that led the way. After a 0-0 tie after 48 minutes of football, you get into overtime. Miguel Perez scores a touchdown to give Fairfield the lead. And then Florence answers with a touchdown. They're down 8-6. They need to go for two. And Miguel Perez also comes up with the game-winning interception on the two-point conversion. So huge performance by him, including the way to close it out for Fairfield. Now Fairfield uh, heads to the state title game uh, for the, let's count them up, eighth time since 2005. Amazing. Thank you, Coulter. Very good. Hour number one of the books. Hour two, straight ahead. Our student of the week, the single site for the NC2A tournament that feels like it is certainly coming in. How about the NFL? Maybe some Masters is all coming at you. Hour number two, next. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 